Hey, this is Ryan Chapman with another episode of the Fix Your Funnel interview series. And I'm, I'm really glad to have Lee Goff today because we're going to be talking about something that I think is super critical in business and is often overlooked, especially in the world of marketing automation. Welcome, Lee. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you having me. So. Now, if, if you're not familiar with Lee, Lee, you operate a company called Your Marketing Agency Coach. You work with who? I work with agency owners starting in the freelancer realm and then they graduate to the successful freelancer and to the small agency and then the small to medium agency, basically from $0 to about $10 million. If you are a freelancer or an agency out there, I am the guy you call to help speed up the growth and scale your systems. It's really important to have a coach, especially um, yes, when you're yes. starting. You know, the statistics are overwhelmingly negative about startups. Yes. Most of them will not make it past one year. And uh, Yeah, I think it's 95. Yeah, it's very intimidating. I know it's intimidating to me. I'm sure it was for you. You know, that's quite the uphill fight, but... I use that to well, sometimes use that you can be stupid enough not to know it's that bad. I was going to say, I use that as fuel. I'm like, whatever. I mean, like, you know, I'm going to be that in that 5% guarantee. That's why I don't know why I just use that as leverage as a leverage point for me. So. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I didn't even realize how bad the odds were until just this year I was reading a book and yep. you know, we're talking about the odds of a, a startup being successful, much less reaching, you know, a million dollars in annual revenue. Yep. And I thought, oh, shoot, good thing I didn't know that when I started, because that would have been pretty depressing. Um, it could have, right? And I think it's 4 or 5% out of that 5% that break the seven figures. I can't remember the exact numbers on it. Yeah. But it's a it's, very, it's very, very good. small it's not good. It's not good. It's not, it's not an optimistic outlook for sure. So. No, and that's why you need a guide, <laughs> right? That's why yeah. it's so important to have a guide, because if you don't have a guide and you're just starting out, chances are you're going to step in every single pothole there is. Mm -hmm. You're going to step in everything. And that's why so many fail. It's not because they're, you know, I have yet to meet, you know, somebody that's starting up a new company that isn't ambitious. I have very few that aren't willing to work hard, you know, so it's not about hard work or ambition or, you know, goal setting or even all those things are important characteristics for sure. I'm not going to discount any of those, but it's not enough. That's the sad part. It's not enough to have the fire, to have the desire, to visualize and set goals. Those are all important elements for sure, but they're not enough. You need to have somebody to guide you down the path so that you don't end up blowing the whole thing because you didn't know what you were doing. Well, and there are two things I'd like to add to that. One, when you do find someone, it win or if, so a lot of you won't go out there and do that, but win or if you go out and get a coach to help you, make sure they have physically done what you want to do, okay? Yeah. Don't, don't fall victim to the, I ran a sales department or I ran an op, whatever. In other words, they, they ran a department or whatever. You make sure you find someone who started the business, grew into entrepreneurship and then evolved and graduated into CEO and then exited it, okay? Meaning they have done everything you want to do right yeah. before you and they can give you the exact steps. Okay. Oh, totally. And, and then uh, the, the it, second getting point, somebody that doesn't have that experience would be like asking me to teach you how to fish. Right. <laughs> I've never caught a fish successfully <laughs> on my own. I could never, you know, well, you put the stuff on the thing and then yep. throw it out, you know, right. <laughs> yep. And, and that, the second, that's essentially what you get if you're not careful when you choose a coach. Yeah, having a coach definitely. is super critical to success, especially yep. in business. 
And so I appreciate that you're willing to do that because that's not easy work, what you do. It is not. It's not. Work. It's not. It's a hell of a lot harder than I have to. Actually, I got to give I have to give all content, original content creators out there a big shout out because I underestimated the content creation process. And man, it is, it's a lot, lot harder than, than you would, than you would think it is. So, and I had a second point and the second point on that was, you know, oh, uh, make sure they've done it for, uh, before you and they can come in like that. And the second one is, is to make sure you don't get too, you know, too far out in front of your skis on cash flow. We were talking about that a little while ago is just be super, super, super careful on, on cash flow. It can, it can start to get you and, and do systems. Don't try to hire people that are identical to you, put systems in place. That's, that's how you replicate and clone yourself. Well, it sounds yourself like you got a whole system. process for this, obviously, which makes sense. I do. Because I, I, I can yep. tell as you're going down that path where your brain is like, yep, here's each of the steps. Yeah, yep. Show all the steps. Because what I really wanted to have you talk about today is sales systems. Yeah. You know, um, okay. It's really easy for people to get marketing systems in place because it's called marketing automation, right? So that's what people think about is marketing automation. And I shouldn't say it's real easy because it's still a challenge. It's still a struggle, right? To get the marketing automation in place. But a sales system is something different from marketing automation. I see a lot of companies, they'll get successful in the marketing automation side. That gets them to a certain point, but then they flounder when it comes to the sales process. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. I had no idea how bad it was going to be. You know, at, at my first agency, we had a pretty good sales system in place and, and granted, I'm going to. Were you it. part of the sales team? For a little while. Yes. I helped to, I mean, obviously I built the sell, the sales team. I hired everybody yeah. to put them in there and, and got them going, but I was not in the day-to-day -day sales most of the time for the, for the past for the last, I don't know, five or six years. Yeah, but in the beginning, agency, so. you were kind of- It was all me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, but in the beginning, it was all me. I mean, it was, yeah, it was 100% yeah. basically me, right? You know, for the first, gosh, I don't know, for a long time, right? So, and I will say, you know, one of the things that I see is agencies just don't ever put in like a sales system. And a sales system is something that's going to go out there and it's going to, it's, it's obviously going to include parts of marketing for the lead generation and advertising and things like that. But it's actually like a, what I call close the loop system, okay? And that well, what do you mean by that? Well, close the loop sales and sales management system. What it does is it tracks the point of entry from when they opt in to get a lead magnet or whatever it might be, okay. all the way until not only the transaction but a hopefully a referral. Okay, so you know it's kind of like the turtle customer lifecycle journey that Infusionsoft put out forever ago, right? So it's yeah, just yeah. like beginning to end. The trick is, is you're doing it all through one system. Now, the reason that's such a big deal is when you're harvesting these leads or let's say you pay for a sponsorship from whoever, you know, uh, actually Jeff Bullis is, is sponsoring my agency sales system webinar coming up in a few weeks uh, and he's going to send out a few emails and tweets and things like that. The point being is, is that when he drives it through my closed loop system, it's going to attack him or uh, you know, apply what's called lead, lead source of record, right? And yeah. then I can go into my, into my Graphly, my, what's called my real-time KPI dashboard and see exactly where my money's coming from based upon the, the pain points and everything else. It really, it works out because you have to know where the money, because see, and I made this mistake. I used to guess at where my money was coming from. So I would run an ad sure. campaign in, in November, December, whatever it was, and then would go to Icon in March or April and get a big pump in sales right there, right after that. And I would associate just in my head, all of it to icon. Well, right. hell, there's a, there's a good chance that some of it could be scragglers from, you know, from November, December, January, you just don't know. Yeah. And, and so if you don't know where your money's coming from in sales, you are definitely going to make big mistakes, right? Uh, customer acquisition cost is going to be one of your largest expenses 
the minute you graduate out of the friends, family, and referral arena, okay, and you can only survive in that arena for so long, typically around that three quarters of a million, if you're lucky, most of them it's lower than that, and then you will, you must come up with a way to drive leads consistently every damn week, every damn month, you're harvesting them consistently every week, every month, and then in that system, that the sales system that I'm talking about, is you have you know prospect vetting, so therefore you're not wasting time on people. You have call to action management systems. Is there a, a like a mechanism that you find yourself going back to again and again to vet? Yeah, actually I do. My favorite one is what's called a the thank you form vetting. Okay? okay, and what it is is after they opt into a lead magnet, and so for example, the way that we create the lead magnets for our agencies over here is we'll isolate the biggest pain points that they have. And so we will put those lead magnets out based upon the pain points. When they opt into that pain point, it tells us what their pain point is. So we now know okay, how so to you have a starting point. I have a starting point. Who, what they're exactly. about. Exactly. And then I bounce them into what's called a thank you form process. And it's literally, uh, this is five, three, three to five questions. You know, how long you've been in business. Yeah. You have a, you have just basic, well, just basic vetting questions that we come up with you for okay. your audience. And then they answer those questions and right at the end of that, we've passed all variables and all we ask for is the additional phone number. So if they complete the thank you questions and then give that phone number, at that point, you know, because of your systems, that they're hot. Pick up the phone and call them or text them or that's when you do the personal, the personal touch engagement because they just yeah. told you through their actions, not their words, because prospects lie. We all know prospects lie. Okay. Yeah. But they're actions they will never ever lie with their actions because that would mean they're wasting their time and they're never going to do that okay i want to take just a, a yeah. brief moment to talk to my fixer funnel users sure. um, just to translate what you're saying into some you know some features that they might be using in fixer funnel because in fixer funnel what you might be doing here is depending on how you ever you did your lead capture you might be directing them to a mobile survey going through these three to five questions i love that and then on the tail end of that survey, because as they answer all those questions on the survey, I like to do multiple choice. Are you the same? Yes, they're multiple choice. And they, all they got to do is click a big button. It's not even a radio yeah. button. It's just yeah, like, I like click, 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 you know, yeah. I, I like to apply tags based on those answers. That way I can use some decision diamond to go to a very tailored conversation starting question that will be sent via text. And to something that you've said before, Lee, that, that creates such a unique to them experience that the response tends to be through the roof, doesn't it? Definitely. And the accuracy of the vetting is remarkable, meaning that they, if they're, let me give you an example, let me give you a real, you're a newlywed couple, let's say hypothetical, you're a newlywed couple, you're 28 years old, okay? Uh, you know, you're not planning on having kids till you're young, 32, 35, whatever it is, a few years down the road. That does not stop you from researching baby names. It does not stop you from researching, you know, clothes or, oh my God, I think these shoes would look so cute on my little, whatever it is. You will go out there and you just kind of tire kicking like Tesla. If any of you have ever dreamed about having a Tesla, knowing you can't afford it, but I also know that you went there and built out a custom Tesla and their custom builder. Now you did not give them your contact information because you know you can't afford it and you don't want to waste their time or your time. If you had the money, you would have continued in their funnel to where you actually gave the contact information and then got on the phone with someone. Because when you're serious, you go out of your way to give as much information as possible because you want the best price, the best value you can get. And the only way to do that is to give them as much information as they possibly need. If you're a tire kicker, 
you will never give the phone number, but you yeah, have no problem. You don't, you don't want to be bothered. Yeah. You know, no, you don't want to be bothered. But you have no problem giving an email because you can completely ignore it. You don't care. So you, you like the phone number as a filter. Very much so. It's the next step in the trust gap before a credit card. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever they answer those vetting questions, what you're going to find out is, is even if they're kind of on the fence, but they are definitely going to be making a decision in the next six months, they will give that phone number because they almost feel obligated. Because I imagine you've got numbers on as people flow through this kind of process, generally speaking, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of idea in terms of uh, percentage do you end up seeing that will get to the thank you page and go through the thank you questions? Man, that depends on the traffic source. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, um, I'm just asking generally. Uh, cold traffic. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't hold you to it. Right. Uh, well, I'm going to give you two answers on that because as you know, yeah. running cold traffic is one number and warm traffic is another, right? But okay. and so cold, you're just running Facebook ads, cold traffic. Like these people might've heard of you, but don't really know you real, real sure. well. You know, you might, you'll probably get five to 7% to actually go through the thank you form process and then probably another two to 3%, maybe three to 4% to give the phone number. Now that's exactly. Are you saying three to 4% of the seven or 5% or are you saying of the so you got, let's say you send a hundred people to the landing page, you yeah. know, out of that hundred people, you get, 10 people to opt in to get the lead magnet. Okay. okay? Out of those 10 people, you'll get, uh, as I'm bumping up to a thousand, I guess, but anyway, you'll get like uh, one or two just to complete the, the thank you. Out of the 10. Yeah. Out of the 10. Correct. Oh, that's yes. wonderful. You yes. know, I don't think people realize how awesome that is. Cause they're like, no, I pay for all those leads. No, you pay for customers. You don't pay for leads. <laughs> no, you pay for contact. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you, you pay you for contact records and you earn on, customers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you get caught up on how many leads you pay for, you're missing the boat because yeah. that doesn't really matter. That number doesn't pay you anything. The number that pays you anything is how many customers do you get. And so what you, what you're doing there though, is you're isolating the customer. So you know who to focus your human touch on, right? That's exactly right. That's when you open it, up the Because if you try to, yep. I, I know people that they'll generate a thousand leads and they try and call all thousand leads. No, There's man. no filter involved in the oh, process. Man. And they're like, they can barely keep up with the calls. <laughs> and it's like, well, guys, I like to use the analogy of basketball, right? I, cause I am six, seven, I have by default been pushed into the basketball realm. Right. And so if you play basketball and you play defense, even on all five people on the other team, you're going to lose. Because not all five people on the team are scoring. <laughs> there's usually two or three that are scoring at the most, and there's one that's scoring most of the points. And yep. so you apply your defense unequally to the person who is the, mo- the biggest threat. In, in, in a similar fashion, in sales processes, you want to unequally apply your sales force to the leads, right? That's it. Yeah. And again, you know, under this context, again, you know, driving those thousands of leads, if you put even the most basic vetting process in there, you know, I know why they're calling the thousand because they feel like they just, if they get on the phone with them, they can close them. But yeah. I, I have to admit, if I were in their shoe, I don't know the whole context of the scenario, but I yes. would try to ramp. I would try to ramp up the actual contact records I'm getting in instead of 1,000, try to get that up to about 3,000 a month and then focus more on the prospect vetting to where they're only having to focus on calling two, three, 400 of them and put the time into that. I think, I bet your close percentages will probably go through the roof on that. So. Yeah, we, we made some adjustments into their yeah. approach, but yep. um, so. yeah, it was, it was thousands a day. 
So they it, were happy. Yeah. That's uh, very but, difficult to keep on that. Okay, so sure. you, you've got your filter. You, you've now allowed people to express themselves, increasing yep. the trust. You've yep. filtered them by asking for the phone number. What's yep. the next step in a sales process? Well, there's two steps. Okay. One for the people who did not do the thank you form. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those just kind of go into the automation and that's where automation comes into play. And, and we will send three or four emails in the first seven days to be a little more aggressive, trying to get them to schedule an appointment. Okay. And then from there we back off and we send probably four or five emails over like 45 to 60 days, but we're trust building and education building. So at this point, okay. what we're trying to yeah, do, we're no, trying that's to really smart. Yeah, we're remaining what's called top of mind. Okay, so we yeah. hit them hard. And in other words, if they they maybe just got busy, got interrupted in the in the vetting, the, the thank you form process, whatever. Right? They might not yeah, have that time. Happens. Or, that oh, happens life, all. Right? Yeah, right. Life yeah. happens. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness, my kid. I got to teach my kid at school. I'm sorry, I had to teach my kid school at home now, so I got to go. You know. So anyway, right. And so you want to give them the opportunity to, to you know an on demand scheduling link. Calendly is the one I use, and um, sure, yeah, it works great, man. You know, it's kind of hey, I hope you got the lead magnet. Hope you enjoyed it. Click here to schedule a time to talk. Blah blah blah. Then you pull back on that like 35, I'm sorry, the 45 day campaign, what we call it, 30 to 45 day campaign, uh, warm prospect campaign. And then from there, you just put them into your normal evergreen stuff. So that's how that works. And what happens well, over there? You know what's what interestingly, you, you were very casual about that because you're a pro. To you, it is 100% clear and obvious that you would be aggressive towards the, the direct call to action at the beginning and right. then go content trust building after that. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that that concept. That's a big deal. So that's why I wanted to kind of pause okay. and highlight that. If you want to grow a business, we on another podcast together we talked about cash flow. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, if you want to grow a business, you got to you got to take care of cash flow. And the way you do that is you you tighten up that sales cycle. Well, that's how you tighten up the sales cycle is you keep that focus even on the people that didn't filter themselves into the highly qualified leads. You push them to get to there. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do immediately. And then you like, to your point, you, you back off and you start nurturing long-term. I see people that do it the opposite. Exactly. They, they, exactly. They think, and they oh, think okay. Now sweet. I get oh, to send them content and then, then I'll ask them and they'll send them content and then I'll ask them. And you know, you have, you have to, that's called the full court defense right there. Dude, you you got to ask for the sale. ABC. You're playing around and you think that you're doing something good for yourself, but you're not. So I, yeah. I really appreciate that you pointed that out for people because they can get lost in that and it, it ends up hurting them. Well, and, I, and the other part where the, if they fill out the thank you form, we put them into a pipeline management. And I'm going to address that in a second, but I want to finish this real yeah, quick here. Is, is this is actually the people who don't fill out the thank you form right now, okay, believe it or not, those, that, that's the, the success of your business. Because all of those people, you're, you're generating what's called top of mind without having to pay advertising dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you can build up thousands of people in your list Okay. And whenever they do get into the buy mode, they're immediately going to think of you because you're top of mind. So yeah. therefore your customer acquisition cost goes to almost nothing. As long as you make sure you're harvesting what's called the 92%. I don't have time to get into that right now, but what's called but the 92%. You know, I, I really love that you, you make that distinction because often what people will do, and this is an early trap, right? Is they just treat everybody the same that comes in the door. But yeah. because you offer that filter at the very beginning, you have an ability to identify those who are serious Ooh. about the process versus those who are interested, but not yeah. serious yet. Yeah, yeah. Now, who's hot or not, right? Who, <laughs> yeah, who's hot or not. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, 
yeah, that, that's a big deal. I, I, yep. I know it comes second nature to you because you've been doing this so long. But for a lot of people, that, that's going to be a big revelation. Well, and I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that everybody gets out of this podcast is that I'm telling you right now, focus on lead harvesting because the more contact records you get in your database. And then of course you have to keep in touch with them. So don't just put them in there and forget about them, but you know, stay in touch with them. But if you do that, I am telling you after doing that for four to six months and you've got, I don't know, three, four, 500 people in there. And Ryan, you know how you know this as well as anyone. You will see people start to raise their hand. Hey, Ryan, you got a minute. Hey, Lee, I just got your email, man. I've been meaning to reach out to you for three years or whatever, you know, whatever it is, but it happens all of the time. And that is the true keys to the castle right there. Now you have to convert now to pay cash flow, duh, but you keep building that top of mind database over there. Okay. And that thing will, I mean, a hundred X on ROI. So the analogy I use to help people to remember this is the fruit tree. You know, if you had any fruit tree, you know that there is a certain amount of fruit that ripens kind of in a similar period mm-hmm. but then it, it takes time it, you'll be harvesting fruit off that tree for for All days summer. or weeks yeah 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 and so you don't you wouldn't just go harvest it and then leave it alone forever no nope. nor would you just come and pick a little bit of fruit here and there you always pick all the right fruit you can and then you come back and you visit again and so i love that you you've you've addressed that with your approach yep, yep. and okay, then the second so now we're the pipeline that was just for the people who opted in but did not do the thank you form right so they weren't they're not ready they're not ready to talk to anyone they don't just leave them alone send them an email but leave them alone right and then the second one is the second challenge that pipeline whenever they complete the thank you form from there we if they give us that phone number in the thank you form after they've completed the vetting questions the system will automatically create a deal or an opportunity pipeline management you know it'll notify the sales rep It'll give them all the notes and say, hey, pick up the damn phone and call this person like now within a matter of we had a hardcore rule that is when we got a lead, we tried to have first initial contact within 15 minutes of that lead coming in. And so it's lead, such a, a big deal. Clients go straight to the phone that way now. If they leave the phone number, yes. Well, are you guys seeing because, you know, one of the, there's been some developments in the world of phone calling. You know, mm-hmm. We all agree. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know you've got these features on cell phones like uh, block unknown callers and things like that that are, that are going on. Have you guys noticed challenges with going straight to the phone call without some sort of segue between? Well, I mean, these people are giving you their phone number with the. I mean, in other words, like, and it says on the page, "Hey, listen, if you're serious, you want to talk, give us your phone number." So, in other words, it's pre-framing that we're going to call you, right? So, so I guess then there's two parts to this. One is. It's really important that you call them immediately because at that moment they're expecting the call. They're actually, and they're thinking, and they haven't completely forgotten about you yet, right? So they, they, so another 30 minutes. If they wait an hour, 30 minutes, they've probably missed that boat. Correct. Well, if you call them right then, they're going to say, Hey, I am Lee from your marketing. Oh, Lee, dude, I was just on your site, dude. Thanks, man. I don't, you know, but you call them even one hour later after their husband, wife, kids, and the world has hit them in the face with all kind of whatevers. You know, like I have orientation today at 6.30. I'm like, okay, great. I'm, that's on my mind. <laughs> my, my daughter's sixth grade orientation. And so life happens. And so when you call them even an hour or two later, they're like, remind me who it is again. You know, and, they're, and you're having to remind them of who it is because okay. they're busy, right? So it makes a big deal to get on that phone pretty quickly. It shows that you're eager. It shows that you're going to work. Well, that's, a, that's a big deal then. That is a big deal. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because so. um, uh, we do see, we, we have seen people, you know, seeing a challenge of getting people to answer the phone. And usually it's because they don't recognize the number, right? Mm-hmm. 
so they're not expecting the call, you know, so they're not sure, should I answer, should I not? And that's a pretty big hurdle. Do you, do you, I know this is kind of nitty gritty, but I think it's important for people to know. Do you telegraph to them what number you're calling from so that they can recognize the call when it comes in? No, we don't. That's a damn okay. good idea though. That's a really well, just, good idea. You know, our, like on our the actual landing. Shown, yeah. The reason people don't answer isn't because they don't want to talk to you. This is what salespeople always think. Oh, they didn't answer. They don't want to talk to me. They're not interested. No, they didn't answer because they didn't recognize the number. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. They didn't answer because they didn't know you were calling. But, you know, in your scenario where you're talking about where you're calling immediately, I, th I think the only thing that would increase that further, because I think that's brilliant, is if they knew what number you're calling from. So when that call comes up, they go, oh, it's Lee. Man, or, I tell you, you what, know, putting, a, uh, putting a little red line, uh, a, a copy line right below the button that says, okay, we'll be calling from a 706 or something like that. Dude, that is yeah. brilliant. I mean, you need to drop the mic and walk off the stage. That is outstanding. Well, I do that a lot, as you know, Lee. <laughs> do you no. do, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But anyways, okay, yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, okay, so, and I would tell Fix Your Funnel users, too, if you ever get yourself in a scenario where you miss that, that window of opportunity, which you're saying, and I know there's lots of studies that back this up as well. It is a very short window. If you miss that window, what I would recommend people do is just send a pre-call text that just says, hey, uh, this is Lee, you requested I called, call you about you know a while ago. You know, that way you give them who you are, why you're calling. And you know, I like to ask the, is now a good time to talk question. Yeah. And then I don't care if they, they respond to that text or not. If they do, fine, great. We'll segue there and get it onto the phone. If they don't, I'm still going to call them because they just said I'm about to call you. But yeah. I, I found that that dramatically increases the answer rate because people now recognize the number, they remember the context, and it kind of is a refresher. But, but that's I what I would tell that. Fix Your Funnel users. Make sure if you're following a, a lease system that you, you do that if you can't answer, if you can't call them immediately. Because sometimes you can't, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, then that will kind of restoke the fire a little bit and increase your odds of actually getting on the phone with them. Yep. No doubt about it. So, and in my cell system over here like that, there are four yeah. pillars. Okay. We've already covered the first three pillars. Let me recap those just to make sure everybody knows. Yeah, please do. And pillar one is, and we kind of gloss over kind of a little bit over this one, but lead magnets and the ability to diversify a lead magnet. We were talking about how to I almost think of that points. as a given, right? Yeah, I have to admit, we kind of glossed over a little bit, but it's, it's That's very okay. important. Yeah. Very important to get that out there. And the next one is going to be that lead harvesting we've been talking about where you get, even if they're not ready to talk right now, you get that, 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 that name and email on that pain point, that what I yep. call the 90, 92%. And then of course, what's called a call to action management system. And this is one of the unsung heroes here because you can build out these templates into like I use thrive leads and you can uh -huh. build it out. And I mean, I, man, I can go in there and deploy it on this page, that page for this long for yesterday, or I mean, it doesn't matter pretty much. I mean, it's, it's, it's badass. And so, I have a, a promo going on right now for my agency sales system webinar. And so I've just went, literally went in this morning and turned on all the exit intents, you know, for that and turned it off for this because that's the content that we're syndicating out. So, yeah. you know, if you're syndicating out a ton of content through organic and paid media, then make sure your exit intents and everything, make sure all your call to actions are in alignment and you do that with what's called a call to action management system. Uh, they're relatively kind of newer on the market. They've been out for a couple of years, but if you don't have one yet, you definitely need to. And you like Thrive. I love Thrive. I am absolutely. I, yeah, I've I heard good it. things about it. I'm not a WordPress 
user, so I, I miss out on some of that stuff. I've really yep. heard good things about Thrive. I love it. It's absolutely great. So that was pillar number two. And then pillar number three is the automation and the pipeline management. We we're just talking about how uh, they yeah. opt in, but if they give the phone number, then you call them that kind of stuff, right? Opportunities yep. and deals. Well, pillar number four is actually knowing where your money comes from, your KPIs. Okay. And, okay. and back in the day, this is intimidating for a lot of people, Lee. It KPIs. Yeah, they are. Yes. I mean, it's, it's something I everybody throws around. Some people don't even know what it means. They're like, uh -huh. what? Yeah, no, uh, I agree. It's been a nightmare in the past. This is back to that closed loop thing. This is why closed loop is so yes. important, by the way. So, but this was a nightmare to get this stuff set up, right? Okay, before the cloud-based CRMs. And even with the cloud-based CRMs, they do not offer the level of report. Most of them do not offer the level of reporting that you need period. It's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. So there are third-party apps in my particular case, I use Graphly, but they're wicked reports. They're, yeah. I love Graphly. You know, I think they do a great job. Uh, but you wicked know, reports it's funny does a great because, job. Lee, I want to talk about this, even though I know this is slightly a sidebar, but it's really important because this will stop people from doing what they need to do. People get hung up on, oh my gosh, I got yet another monthly fee. Guys, if something contributes to your ability to create a stable, long-performing business, that's called an investment. It's exactly. not an expense. Right. Okay? If it's something that you're not using, it's not contributing to the bottom line, to your ability to run that business, okay, that's an expense. You got to understand the difference between investments and expense. Uh, it's not about how much money you're spending. It's how does that money support the revenue coming in? So graphly, you know, it's an additional cost. And if you look at it as an expense, now you get your head in the wrong space. If you look at it for what it really is, an investment that gives you clarity about what's going on in your business, it's going to help you make the best decisions. And so I just want to put that as a quick sidebar. And that's not a commercial for Graphly. You could use anything. I like Graphly myself. But yeah, me too. Yeah. These tools give you visibility about what's going on. And so you can make good decisions. And for you, like your, to your point, you can close that loop. A lot of the reasons people don't get into KPIs is you're right. They don't, one, don't understand quite the, the they don't understand the impact they're going to have on their business. They, ah, yeah. I know my numbers because they think they know them in their head. Right. Yeah. And then the other two is that, man, I had a staff. I'm talking about, it's been a lot of time every month just putting these KPIs. It's a lot of work. Right. And oh, so yeah. I'm a bit in my system. I'm always advocating for what's called real time KPIs. And that's ultimately what Graphly yeah. is, right? Well, real time, depending on what package you're on, this might be a, like an close hour enough. or two delay. It, close, close enough, enough, right? You know, hands, you know, horse grenades and all that stuff, yeah. right? So, you know, um, so point is, the way I set my system up is, is like when that lead comes in, it's applying the lead source the minute they opt into the lead magnet. You know, if you do it through LinkedIn or however you do it, you, the way I set my system up is, is called an object-oriented system and so everything is daisy chains so if it comes through linkedin it applies a linkedin lead source tag and then boom kicks it into the into the into the lead harvesting the warm-up the, the three emails trying to get the appointment scheduled and then boom over and so it all magically happens if so what are some of those properly. kpis that are really important to you well obviously for me in my coaching business okay yeah. which is a little bit different than an agency okay well uh, you can one, talk from either perspective whatever yeah yeah yeah, um, you know, obviously gross revenue, individual course sales, because if I see somebody coming in and buying individual course sales for me, that means yeah. they're testing my content. They're probably going to be stepping up into something else pretty soon. Okay. okay. So that's a leading indicator for you. That's a leading indicator. So it's called a buy mode, a buyer identifier is what I call them. Okay. Yes. And then of course, gross revenues, lead source tracking. And this is the, honestly, this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, but you got to know that if you put $20,000 into Google over the next two years, are you going to get a hundred thousand dollars out? Right. And you have to know that there's only one way to do that. And that's with effective and accurate lead source tracking. 
And so, you know, I tracked all of my lead sources. I was at PartnerCon in 2019, I was, wait, whenever, 18 or whenever it was. And I think I was selling my book there. And, you know, it turned out to be a good event for me. And I still sell my dashboard right now. And so it, it can be about anything. But typically, the top of the list is going to be your subscriptions, your annual revenues, your mm-hmm. pipeline, your pipeline deal stages, okay, your individual product sales, which lead into larger ticket items a lot of times, lead source tracking, all of that stuff. So. Yeah, so I know some people, you know, one of the good things about Infusionsoft is it is a genuine CRM, which, you know, not every marketing automation platform is also CRM. The problem is if you just go off of their internal reports, I know they're trying to come out with some analytics and stuff, but it just gives you a snapshot in time. It doesn't give you a true picture of trajectory and momentum. Right. Right. And that's what I really love about using tools like Graphly is I finally get a historical view of things. So I can know, am I doing better or worse than I was before? Do I need to adjust something? Do I need to spend money differently? You know, I, I get that kind of information. And I'm glad you brought that up as, as pillar four in the sales process, because without that, now you're just flying blind. You're going just purely off of instinct, which can mislead you. Big time. And I tell you what, I, I think every business owner has made the mistake of just saying, oh, I know my numbers. You know, I'll see my bank account. And, you know, the one I hear, I see my bank account in the morning. I know where my numbers are. And, and obviously your bank account is, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's ultimately, the KPI. that is the ultimate KPI. That right? is the is ultimate KPI. Right, right. Value or <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's that at the end of the day, it's all accounts. But, but when you break down the details, if you know, a good example, a guy named Jeff Bullis. He was in the top 10 influencers in our space. He's out of um, Sydney, Australia. And he was uh-huh. in Forbes magazine for the last couple of years for influencers and stuff. And we did a promo two and a half, three years ago. And, and I, I can't think it's about 350, 400 webinar registrants, right? But the actual sales from that were horrible. And I mean, sucked wind, dude. From the, bad, bad. from the webinar itself, like actually trying to close in the webinar and then the seven-day campaign afterwards, right? Or 72-hour campaign afterwards, okay? Yeah. And it just did, I mean, we got some sales, but it wasn't the numbers we were hoping for, right? And so I didn't, I didn't write it off. I just kind of put it into the, let it go. I come back a year later and I look at <laughs> Jeff Bullis' KPI and holy crap, man. I mean, that thing had just blown up because... Out of the few products we sold and out of the 400 people we got in our database, another five or seven of them came on board and got in, you know, whatever it was, right? You know, on demand or one-on-one coaching or whatever, whatever yeah, it was. This is the information you do not have if you don't have a CRM. This is exactly right. That's exactly KPMs. right. Exactly right. And so by me tracking that data and having that data so precise into my systems and I go back and I keep it on my dashboard. So I'll, if it's, a, it's a graph. So you'll see the little blue bar go from 2,000 to 10,000. Boom, quick, right? And so, yeah, yeah you know, and, and I was like, what is that? And so I looked at it and sure as hell, man, Jeff Bullis's people started coming back around. And so that's how I reached out to him about two weeks ago. And we're doing another promo coming up because of the KPI data. And I would have never yeah, known that. I, without, I just, yeah, that, that is such an important step in the whole thing because you will miss so much if you're just in the day to day. Yep. No the doubt about it. able to look back in time and see stuff is more valuable than the marketing automation in my view. Now the marketing uh, automation is like the thing that people think that they buy these systems for. True. But it is the data true. That, that really creates all the benefit. Oh, there's so. no doubt about that. Data is what's ruling the world. Data is more expensive than gold in a big way nowadays. So. Well, it, it gives you a chance as a small business to compete. And, yes, it and does. this is why it's, again, coming back full circle, it's so important. If you want to succeed in business today, you must have the CRM. You must have the marketing automation. You must have somebody that's been down the road enough 
that they can tell you what to put in place. We've covered, or I should say you, I don't want to take credit for what you've said. You've covered some really important fundamentals here. And I think this is one that if I were a business owner getting started or haven't quite hit that, that rhythm yet, I would want to listen to this one a couple of times because yeah. there, there was a lot laid down in this league that would change somebody's life forever. How does somebody get a hold of you? Well, the best way to get a hold of me is going to be marketingagencycoach.com. And of course, I'm all over Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all those channels. But by far, the best way to get in touch with me is marketingagencycoach.com. So. Now, again, what, who is the right person to work with you? Because, you know, there'll be all sorts of people listening to this podcast. Yeah, who, definitely. Just so that they don't stumble into your net when they, they shouldn't be. Right. Again, I, I tell you what, if you go there, you'll see exactly. I actually broke down. We have four categories we use internally to, to kind of define exactly who we can help. Okay. Uh, okay. The freelance, yeah, the freelancer is the zero to a hundred thousand dollars in revenue, probably a one or two part-time contractor. Is there any particular yeah. industry they need to be in? No. Uh, if you're a marketing or um, like a marketing agency. Okay. Right. Yeah. Digital or a marketing agency uh, okay. is the industry. Yeah is the industry, but anywhere between zero to about 10 million. So if you're out there and you own a marketing agency or a digital marketing agency or a social media marketing agency or creative, whatever it might be, the business systems behind that are, are very, very similar, if not identical in most cases. And so uh, I can unquestionably help you scale and do it a hell of a lot faster than you probably you know, ever thought you could do. So, Well, the link will be in the notes. So if, if you're listening to this on our website, you can go down and click that link and go visit uh, Lee's website. Lee, I just want to thank you because the information that you shared during this podcast is, it can be game changing for folks. And, you know, you and I both have had people that have mentored or, or pointed yeah. us in the right direction at some point. Yep. And we know how valuable it is to just get that, that arrow pointed in the right direction. Because, you know, like we were talking about before, there's, there's the ambition, you know, there is the, the motivation, the desire, the energy, the willingness to work but all that pointed in the wrong direction doesn't get us anywhere. That's and, exactly uh, I, I right. I feel like in, in this episode, you really pointed some people in the right direction. So I really want to thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means to me because you're right. I did have some good mentors and that is exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing is to give back. And, and hopefully the point of what I'm doing here is to make your life easier out there. So when you're growing your agency and, trying to build that your version of the American dream out there. Every single thing that we do over here is to make your life easier. So I really appreciate that. You know, it's just, that's why I do this podcast. I'm not trying to sell anybody on anything, you know, in it. I had some mentors that pointed me in the right direction. Yep. And, you know, each of my guests that comes on here, they just give so, so graciously. And I know for many of the people that listen, they won't end up doing business with the people that, that I talk to on this podcast, but they'll still be pointed in a better place. And I know everybody I've interviewed, that's as much of a motivation for sharing stuff as, you know, trying to get yeah. new business, which is always something we, we want to do, but it, it's helping a fellow entrepreneur down the path is yep. so rewarding because we've all been helped that you wouldn't, you don't make it this far if you haven't been helped by somebody. And Whether so you, you can help know, somebody hey, else is just an honor, yeah. I think. We all, and I don't care who you are, we all stand on, stand on the shoulders of giants. Absolutely. And for me, my, my giants, my stepfather was an entrepreneur. And anyway, we all have our 
we all have our giants, but um, yeah. uh, find your find the strong shoulders of somebody who's been there and done that and actually has a system. Don't go out there and do piecemeal. Okay. So don't go out there and read one thing on Facebook and one thing in one Facebook group and go to another. You gotta one and say, have okay, a comprehensive you know, yeah. You got to have a comprehensive system. That is one of the big things that's kind of bugging me lately is they'll go get one piece in one group, one piece in another group and another piece in another group, and then wonder why the hell they don't work together. Right. So uh, uh, make sure yeah. you try to find somebody with a full system that it may, you know, uh, makes a huge, huge difference. Right. So, but yeah, that's why I do it, man. Give back. I mean, uh, as you, uh, you know, a little bit about my story in this industry has <laughs> served me and my family so well, you know what I mean? So I just, uh, you know, one of the big reasons I sold my agency is because I was never in the trenches with the small business owners anymore. Uh, I'd kind of gotten to the point of where all I dealt with was my leadership team and attorneys and all, you know, just the normal, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Sure. It's good. Actually, it's good. Sure. It's what most people, most people want. It's part of the natural progression. Yeah, it, it is. It's part of the natural progression. And, but I realized that I really missed being in the trenches talking to small business owners. Uh, and yeah. I, when I say small, I mean, you know, million dollars and below or even a little bit so higher than that. I, I think that Lee, once you figure out business, then you realize, okay, you now decide which path you want to go down. It can be about getting and accumulating as much money as you want. That's fine. No, yeah. I, I don't follow anybody for going that. Other people are going to go down that path of, of wanting to contribute and help people. And they're still going to earn money in that process. But yeah, you know, of course. And, and not, not to say those are mutually exclusive because they're not. But, you know, it's what is it that now turns us on and fulfills us is what becomes the thing that we want to really put our life into. Yeah. I think and that's after a beautiful thing. And after you've reached, you know, everybody has, everybody defines success as different. There's another sure. thing I learned, you know, so yeah. some people define success as like, unless I take over Bill Gates spot in the world that I'm not <laughs> successful. Right. So, you know, whenever just almost anybody I've ever met that has actually reached their definition of success after they've reached that, that definition of success, their motivation and their driving forces is never money ever. It's always a higher purpose to give back or for whatever you know, yeah. charities or, you know, whatever it might be, but it's, it might, I don't know. I shouldn't say never. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there, you know, but well, the hard rule is typically once not you, money, so Once yeah. you have a certain amount of money, that doesn't become the driving force. Correct. And it's not to say you're not going to be making money as you continue forward. It, it's just, it's a different driving force. Now the driving yeah. force is something else. And yes. that's actually the best place to be. And that's where you see people start to really take off is when yeah. the driving force is no longer about money. The driving so force is about creating real value in the lives of other people in, in whatever way that's expressed. And, you know, that's the place that you, know, you and I know we both hope every business owner can get to yes. is where they Definitely. can move beyond that necessity of trying to, okay, how am I going to earn that money so I can pay that bill and get to that place where Okay, Hannah, how do I actually drive greater value for the market as a whole? Yeah, get out of that Whatever survival. That. Yeah, get out of that survival mode and get into that yeah. thrival, that thrival yeah. mode. So, yep, yeah, no doubt about Absolutely. it. So. Well, hey, Lee, thank you so much again. This has been a real pleasure. Uh, I've really enjoyed our time together, and I appreciate you making time to to contribute to other people. And vice versa, man. Thank you so so much for you know just bringing me into your podcast here, and uh, I'm glad we've reconnected, and I'm looking forward to hopefully doing some more stuff together down the road. So, absolutely.